Welcome to another episode of Emmy's Insight. I just got home from our Sunday morning hill session, so it's a beautiful sunny Sunday and I am pretty sweaty right now. I'm very excited for this episode because today I'm going to be talking all about injuries, dealing with injuries as an athlete or just dealing with injuries for anybody in general because it is a big challenge, not only physically, but mentally. So if you've been injured, you would understand. And honestly, everybody's probably been injured at some point in their life, especially if you are an athlete or do a lot of activity or fitness or a sport, because that's just part of it. And it's something you kind of have to learn to accept as being part of it and to manage and deal with. So I myself am a bit of an injury prone person. And obviously one of the biggest challenge for an athlete is dealing with injury. So it is a physical challenge because your body has to recover and heal from whatever happens, if that's a break, a tear, a pull or whatever it may be. But honestly, the hardest bit about injury is the mental side. So like the last episode I just filmed on disordered eating and mental health in sport and red S, this is something I feel like may cover more than one episode. So... I probably won't be able to cover everything that I want to talk about injuries in this. I also would love to get some elite athletes insight um, into their own experience with injury because it's so different for everyone, how they've overcome it, what they've learned. So I may do a second part to this episode. But anyway, let's just get started with today's first injury episode. So I'll start with my own experience and how I feel and have felt when I've been injured. So I've had one major injury, but I have always kind of dealt with being a little bit injury prone. So before my big injury, which was in year 12, when I started athletics, I did suffer with like just niggles here and there, which every athlete deals with. And I remember always having knee issues throughout high school and it was pretty bad. Like I had to get MRIs because it, I was in so much pain at some point. And before my last nationals where I was healthy, I explained in my last episode how I had a little bit of an injury and that was my knees. So I was doing so much cross training and something you learn when you're injured is like how to work around your injury and how to keep training and that there's always something you can do. And obviously there are some cases where you might just have to rest and take time off and look at it from a different perspective. But often you have to look at it from the perspective of what can I do? Like what else can I do? So I was doing heaps of deep water running and pool work. And there, like there's often some people might think my, if your injury is in your back or if your injuries, if your injury is in your back, that's a hard one. But if it's in your hips or your legs and you can't really do, you can't do much, you can't do cycling, you can't do lots of exercises. There's like lots of upper body work you can do. You could do so much upper body strength work that is, you know, seated or push-ups or push-ups on one leg. If you have like a broken foot on one side, which is something I've done a lot, you know, you can do swimming and if you can't kick because your hip flexor has a problem, you can put a pool boy between your legs and swim laps with just your arms and no, it's not going to be as great of training as what you'd normally get, but there's always something you can do. You could do boxing, you could do seated boxing. Anyway, I'm, I'm rambling right now. So I've had lots of little injuries that I've had to learn how to work around, like how do I train around this and how to mentally deal with it. And when I got my big injury in year 12, so I had a navicular stress fracture, 
Oh, that, uh, okay. Let me just tell you the story about my injury because I feel like I should do that. So I explained in my last video, oh, sorry, my last podcast episode that I moved coaches. Um, and after four weeks with this coach, I was getting like intense, sharp pain in my foot, which I just trained through. Cause I was like, suck it up. You know, you can deal with pain. And there's a difference between dealing with the pain of like lactic or just like working hard and dealing with the pain of an injury. Something that you have to learn as an athlete or as as you deal with injury is learning when to stop. You have to learn to listen to your body. It's something that's preached by so many people, like listen to your body when you're hungry, eat. And there is a point where, you know, if you're at your absolute capacity and if you're just running yourself into the ground, you know, if you're sick and unwell obviously rest more but when it comes to pain and training you have to learn to stop when you know it's a damaging pain or an injury type of pain so I hated stopping training we all know that feeling where you just feel like weak or you just feel like you're not pushing hard enough or getting something out of it and or if you're doing really well and everything's going so well and you don't want to have to stop but you have to look at it in the long-term perspective, which is something I've had to learn to do. So, you know, if you look at it long-term, taking a week or two off to avoid a major injury, it might set you back a tiny bit, but it's going in the grand scheme of things. If you kept going and you got injured and you were out for six months or a year, that's so much like, that's ridiculous. Like obviously the one or two week or three week break is the way better option. So you have to think long-term. So where was I? My injury. So I was getting this sharp pain and I remember one day in the car home from training because this is when I was in school. I didn't have a license yet and my dad picked me up at Olympic Park and we were driving home and I screamed like I just got this shooting pain in my foot and I just screamed like it wasn't like a major scream. I wasn't like super dramatic even though yes I am dramatic. I was just like ah! I was like holy shit. I just got this intense shooting pain and I I didn't think anything of it because it was like just a shooting pain. It wasn't like constantly there. It was so random. Anyway, and my dad was like really concerned. So he literally, like I wouldn't have done anything because this is before I was like really on top of like, oh my gosh, I need to go to the podiatrist ASAP as soon as like I think something's wrong. I was just like, oh, you know, it's fine. But my dad booked me in to see a sports doctor um, at, I think it was Sydney Sports Medicine. It was near my school. Um... So, oh, yeah, anyway, so after school, or I left early from one day at school the next, maybe it was the next day even. I basically left school early that day and went to the sports doctor and she pressed on my navicular, which is just a bone in my foot. You can Google it, Google a skeleton to see which foot, which bone it is if you're interested. Um, And I like screamed. I was like, ah, like when she pressed on it, it was so painful. And she was like, bro stress fracture and I was like no I was like no 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 like surely not like no this can't be happening this can't be happening like I just moved coaches I started to do so well because after that season I did average okay at nationals because I'd been cross training for months and then my body started to kind of like be in one piece and not be injured and I was like I'm gonna I was just so excited to like have a breakthrough season the next year my first year out of high school my last season as a junior and then this happened so I was like no like this can't be happening but anyway she sent me for an MRI and I was 
pretty like I was worried, but I was also pretty like, nah, I don't think it's an MRI. I'm sorry, a stress fracture. I was like, surely not. I just don't think it's that. And sure enough, it was a stress fracture. It actually started as a stress reaction. And I was put in a cast for four weeks. And then the cast came off and I was in so much pain still that I was like, no, something is so wrong. I got so like worried and like on top of myself and my injury and I went and got another MRI and it literally ended up being a complete fracture. It wasn't even a stressy anymore. It was a complete fracture. So that is wild that it literally got worse before it got better. But I guess these things happen sometimes. So honestly, the first cast wasn't put on very well. It was pretty loose. Like <laughs> this actually happened. I remember I used to keep my phone in my cast because like then I <laughs> I was on crutches I couldn't wait there it was um, so annoying to get around like getting two trains to school and oh my gosh getting like I crutched everywhere my oh it was a struggle but I got very used to it after a long time of doing it and yeah so I put my phone in my car sometimes just to hold it there and one time I just completely forgot it was there until I was like finishing up my shower and my phone did break. So that was fun. Like literally I was like at the end of my shower and I was like, oh shit. Like my, my phone is still in my cast and it, it broke. Like it just got, it was, yeah, water damage. So that was awesome. But yeah, so the cast wasn't put on amazingly. But anyway, that's that was my first injury. So when I got this diagnosis, I thought it was the end of the world. I remember crying for like two days straight and just thinking it was the end of the world I was like I'm gonna miss my last season of school comps I was doing so well this was meant to be like a breakthrough season for me I'm finishing school this year I wanted to like have a great season first season out of school and it was just one of the most painful things was sitting like being sidelined and watching someone else win all of the races throughout the just the school comps even that you know I would have won easily and like they were one in a time that I was running so much quicker than and it was just like it stung it really stung and that broke my heart but it's something that I had to just pretend I didn't care about or because it hurt more if I like let myself think about how much it hurt and it was also this is when I had to start to change my mentality because I couldn't just you know be sad <laughs> and obviously like Something that I did was think, you know, it could be worse. But at the same time, which is something I loved in um, Taria's book. So if <laughs> you follow my YouTube channel for Christmas, I got Taria Pitt's um, newest book and it is a beautiful book. I really recommend it. Some of the things she talked about were just, it really has already changed my perspective and my mindset. I've been shifting my own attitude in life and I guess your attitude in your life is what makes you who you are and your life what it is. So one of the things she talked about in her book was not, you know, giving yourself credit. Like just because somebody has it worse doesn't mean your problems aren't problems. So don't, you know, it's not to say you're allowed to wallow and be have self-pity. Not at all. Like obviously you need to be able to be strong and get through things you know grow through what you go through but it you know you're allowed to have pain and you're allowed to be hurt so one of the examples she said was you know if somebody's brother died you wouldn't say to them at least your brother and sister didn't die like it could be worse like just let them 
you know, let them grieve and empathize with them, comfort them. They are allowed to be, you know, their problem is still valid and it's still a problem just because somebody somewhere has it worse doesn't mean your problems aren't valid. But anyway, so where was I? What was I just saying before I went off that little tangent? Oh yeah, so even though I know this isn't the worst thing in the world, it was it was the one of the most traumatic things that happened to me in my life at that time. It was a very sad moment <laughs> and thing to go through. And I did kind of mention in my last episode that the coach I was with at that time was so unsupportive and really disregarded it and didn't you know empathize with this teenage girl so as a coach now I would be so supportive of someone with an injury the advice I would give is it's all part of the process this is you just have to change your own perspective on it but we can do so much we'll we can work on getting fit you know we can't get on your feet but we can get you fit we can do lots of pool sessions we can get you strong upper body work we can get you strong and it's not the end of the world like this is temporary and it's going it's up to you you know how you react to things that happen to you in your life and let's choose to react really well to this so that this just makes you stronger and smarter as an athlete and it's just going to be part of the process like if you want to make be a long-term senior athlete this is things like this will happen you know injury will happen but yeah that's not what I had in my like support network obviously my family was so supportive the amount of sports doctors appointments that I was taking to my parents were so wonderful and they knew it was really hard for me and um yeah but the coach at the time was like oh it's a stupid injury just get injections train on it whereas sports doctors sports doctors were like this could be career ending you know you need to heal and recover so that you can have a long time in your sport and we have to do the right thing by your body So that was my initial reaction. It was just, I was very, you know, had my moment of my life is ending. (laughs) And then I decided that I have to, you know, pick myself up and dust myself off and start again. That was one of the quotes on um, the Pinterest board that I created. I just went onto Pinterest and started making this like, um, kind of like (laughs) inspirational quotes. You know, they might be a little bit cringy, but things that were just helping me be like, you know what, just I got to deal with this now. I'm going to be strong and grind and grow through what you go through, I guess. Sorry, I'm just going to get out my Pinterest board to look at some of the quotes. Like I this board I literally started at this time. So I was like in year 12 and it just says things like good things come to those who hustle, like make it fucking happen. At first, this is so cringy. At first, if you don't succeed, fix your ponytail and try again. Wow, I'm sorry. This is so cringy. So some of the quotes that I was looking at or just the way I decided to shift my attitude with just, you know, when you see those things that says your attitude determines your direction. And I was like, I have to decide that this happened for a reason. This is all part of the process. And the reason I decided for me was that it happened to teach me to be mentally stronger it happened because I want to be in this sport for a long time and I needed this to you know teach me mental strength and resilience and show me what pain is to teach me how to be a just mentally stronger and more resilient person 
And I just said to myself, you know what, this is all happening because one day in 10, 15 years, you'll be on the start line of a major event and you will have needed to have gone through things like this to get you to be that strong athlete and to be strong enough mentally and resilient enough to deal with whatever it takes to get to that level. So I decided to shift my attitude to this happened to me because I need to be stronger. So one of the things I wanted to talk about in this episode is the mental strength that you can get out of an injury and just deciding to change the way you look at an injury. And I know it's so much easier said than done. And it's so much easier said when you're not coming from a place of being injured. So since my injury, I have had so many different little setbacks, nothing as major as that. And every time you're in a place of injury, even if it's just like four weeks or less, it feels like the end of the world. It feels like, why is this happening to me? And it has to be up to you to believe that everything happens for a reason and decide to believe that it's happening to make you a mentally more resilient and strong person. And you just have to learn to hang in there. And hang in there is something that my coach, not the one that I was with through this injury, but my beautiful coach that I'm so close with and my original coach who I went back to eventually, she always told me to hang in there. And she always tells me to hang in there. And that's actually what my tattoo that I got last week in Byron says. It says hang in there because it means a lot of different things to me. You know, it means hang in there whenever you're going through something hard. And that doesn't just have to be an injury. It can be struggling with mental health, which is something that has been a big thing for me as well. You just have to hang in there and believe it gets better. Trust the process. Believe that everything, the universe is teaching you something and just believe that the future is brighter. You just got to hang in there and don't give up. So when I was injured, I basically decided to have this attitude shift and I thought I'm just going to do what I can do and use it as time to get strong and to get fit. So I can't run right now. I can't put weight on my feet. I'm in on crutches for the next God knows how long. I thought it was four weeks, but it ended up being four months. So I used it as time to get strong. I was like, okay, I'll build up a body strength. So I would go to the gym. I I would alternate between going to the gym or going to the pool every day after school. So I would get the train home from school, crutch to the gym because it was right near the station. And I would do an upper body and core workout without putting weight on my feet. So things like one-legged push-ups, heaps of core work, seated stuff like lap pull downs, um, seated shoulder press, just everything seated, any arm work and core work that I could do without putting weight on my feet. And that was the first time I'd started doing strength work. So I'd never done strength stuff until now, besides like body weight exercises. So my first in, like introduction to a gym and learning about how gyms work was a little bit of an injury modified type of version of it. And then every second day I would go to the pool after school and do deep water running and laps with a pool boy between my legs because I wasn't meant to kick while in the cast. So I did that for a long time. And as I explained, I ended up having to go into another cast. So after the first time I um, fractured in heel, I was sent to a surgeon because I thought, well, it's not healing. You need surgery. And the surgeon was so great. He was like, you are so young. You're 17 years old. You want this to heal naturally. Just give it more time. Obviously, sometimes surgery is the, it has to be the answer for some situations. But for mine, he said, give it more time. It's so much better when things heal naturally than with surgery because it won't be the same again. 
And so I was put in another cast for six weeks this time and eventually it healed after. So after the six weeks, I was then in a boot for a while and I was still in pain, but eventually it healed. And then that was just such a big return to coming back because I had to relearn how to walk on it. So after it healed, when I got out of the cast, I hadn't put weight on that leg in so long. My calf had wasted away and I have pretty, like I have calves. Like I remember my ex, my first and only boyfriend at this point, (laughs) it was like kind of a joke that I had like better slash bigger calves than him. And it was iconic. But anyway, so my calf on my right leg had gone. My It was just the bone. My it, my leg looked like an arm. <laughs> like it was so skinny and the skin on it was disgusting. It looked like a burns victim. It was so dried and flaky after being under the cast for so long. So I had to relearn how to walk on it. And, you know, I just had to start with what I could do. So at this time, I was doing so much cross training, not on my foot, and then trying to reintroduce slowly walking, slowly walking with one crutch, then taking away the crutches and just using the boot and then weaning myself out of the boot, doing a little bit more every day until I could comfortably walk. And then it was all about introducing jogging, introducing longer runs, then gradually trying to get back to introducing speed. And I still get some pain to this day, but it definitely took like a whole year before I could run pain-free and walking was so painful at first, but it's all adaptation pain as well, but you just got to start small and build up. And when you look back in hindsight, you realize it's not the end of the world, but at that time, I know it feels like so, it feels like such a long process. Um, Another thing, when I was in my cast, my toes would sometimes go black because the circulation, they would get so swollen and black and it was actually frightening so I tried to like I'd have to like lie on my back with my feet up on the wall to drain the blood um but yeah that wasn't fun as hard as it was I got was in a very positive attitude after that little initial like wow this is the end of the world I was just so determined and I was like I'm just gonna do whatever I can do and it sucks but it's actually great because I need this it's gonna teach me that to be stronger and as an athlete this is going to happen I'm going to be so much more mentally strong and you know what else I'm going to do I'm going to learn to appreciate my health I'm going to be so grateful for being able to run and so grateful for being healthy and not being injured and I choose to make this I choose to make my situation um, one that makes me so much more grateful for being healthy and being in one piece and not having broken bones And I want to learn to really look after my health. And obviously I've talked about this before, but after dealing with that injury for so long, I did suffer mental health and it wasn't just from that injury. A lot of other things happened around this time, especially with that coach I was with, but I've struggled so much with mental health. And this was kind of the start of that trauma that kind of triggered the mindset I got in with my eating disorder, but that was that was a few months down the track. So at the time I was getting better and healing, I was just really trying to learn to be grateful for what I have. I remember one day I was doing a pool session and people at the pool were like, oh, you're that girl on crutches. People at the gym, like even like two years later, were like, are you that girl that was like on crutches? Because people would be like, wow, you're on crutches and in a cast and like grinding. And I'd be like, oh, like I wouldn't see it any other way. I couldn't imagine just sitting at home being sad like I need to be grinding (laughs) 
And I remember one day someone at the pool was like, holy shit, like, you've been on those crutches for like four months. Like what's going on? Like that must suck. They were like, that must really suck. And I literally remember saying, well, yeah, no, it could be worse. I'm honestly just happy. I have two legs and I know it'll get better. Like some people get their leg amputated and I, I have two legs. So it doesn't suck. Like it could be so much worse. And I remember literally being so like, just, I was just in this mindset. I was like, I'm so grateful that I have the opportunity to heal and I have the opportunity to get better and to run again. Like it could be worse. And I know I just said earlier, your problems are valid. When you have problems, you're allowed to be upset about things, but you have to also be able to be appreciative that you, you know, it could be worse. And once you get over the, like your own grief, you have to see it for what it is and see the bright side of things so the bright side was that I was going to get better and yeah so that was kind of just like the mental state that I was in and I guess I just had to learn to cross train but I also had to know learn to realize injury is temporary like this isn't going to last forever and it's going to get better and it's going to make you really appreciate running um, when you can do it again So another way to look at um, injury, because there are some times where you won't be able to do much cross training. And sometimes if it's not injury, but it's an illness, having to stop is necessary. Like having to completely stop in some situations, like some people get heart problems and they're forced to have a big period of time off. And that is so mentally hard. And that is when you're going to have to look at it as time to heal and recover. So you have to see this temporary period in your life as time to nourish your body and heal your body because our bodies are so smart and they're so strong. Think about what some people's bodies have been through and they've still come out on the other side of that. So sometimes you just have to look at it as time to allow your body to heal and do its thing like it is so smart and it ad- and bodies adapt and they're so strong. You have to let it do its healing. You have to let it recover and think of it as time to let your body go through this process. So if you are in a place where you have to do nothing for a bit, just think of all those processes going on in your body where it's healing things. For example, if you are going through amenorrhea and you need time off, think of all those processes in your body that are healing your um hormonal system fixing itself and your menstrual cycle and reproductive system starting to work again your metabolism starting to be functioning optimally and getting so much healthier like you have to realize your body is trying to be strong and do the right thing by you and again it is all temporary so you got to think where do I want to be in the future what does my future self want where will they be and what do they want? Like, do they want to have become a really strong and resilient and grateful and appreciative person from going through this? Because that's what I wanted and that's how I chose to see my situation. So after a big injury, you learn to really listen to your body and to take care of your body. So you realize how important it is to stay on top of recovery, to stop and modify any type of training you're doing when you you know, when you're listening to your body and it's giving you those warning signs and you learn how to cross train, you learn how your own body like responds. Like for me, I know doing more than two consecutive sessions in a row now, like running sessions is 
aggravating for my foot and I try to avoid more than two consecutive running days at the moment and you just learn how to take care and listen to your own body. So for me, making sure that my truck days or the days that I run for training have decent breaks between those days. So if I'm doing four or five sessions a week, trying to not do more than three in a row and making sure I get enough rest, making sure I fuel my body properly. One of the reasons I have been so injury prone over the last few years is because of having red S and amenorrhea and being so under a healthy body fat and underweight because your body's always breaking down. If you're not at a healthy weight and fueling yourself, your body will break down and that's not going to help with healing because when your body's healing, it needs more energy to go towards fixing a broken bone or go towards healing that area. Something else I also wanted to add about um, cross-training when you're injured is if you are injured on one side of the body, you can still train the other side of the body and you won't be imbalanced because unilateral training, which means training one side of the body, does actually result in gains for the other side of the body. So if you're, for example, this is a random example, if you have a ankle sprain or a broken foot and you're doing a bunch of cross training without using your legs, you can still do, for example, one-legged squats and you will get some strength development in both sides of your legs. It's not going to be as great of a strength development in the injured side, but it because it is neural, so the neural pathways from your brain that are activated and firing will result in a transference of strength gains on both sides of the body. So we did look at different studies and research papers at uni this semester to do with this and there was mental training and unilateral training which resulted in increase in strength because of the neural firing and activation of motor units to different muscles so I'll do another podcast talking about all of this type of thing but yeah so I thought I should just add that fun fact I think in one of the studies unilateral training resulted in a 13% increase in strength on the non-trained side just purely because of the neural pathways that were firing and that neural adaptation Anyway, where was I? Okay, so I was just talking about um, breaking down. So it's important to be fueling your body so you're not injury prone. But the other things that I do are lots of different recovery things, like making sure I stay on top of getting physio when I need to, getting massages, seeing my physio who does acupuncture. I find that helpful for myself, but also just staying on top of foam rolling and stretching. If you don't you know, foam roll out your muscles and stretch and you get really tight hammies or really tight glutes, different parts of your body will overcompensate for that. And that is what leads to like injury and breakdown because a part of your body is going to be overworking and then breakdown. Another important thing is making sure you just have the right shoes. If you're running with like dodgy shoes, running is impact on your body like when you hurdle you land with a force of more than nine times your body weight when you sprint when you triple jump that is a huge impact and force on your body so making sure that you have good equipment you have good form and technique that is a major one I am a pretty toey runner so I need to learn to dorsiflex my feet it's hard because I have such tight achilles and calves and I think that is something that contributed to my stress fracture being too toey just basically landing on my toes too much and yeah so your technique is so important that's why it's important to be training with a coach who can correct you and then staying on top of recovery like ice bathing having radox or epsom salt baths 
making sure you feel good, like you feel like you're in one piece, staying on top of good nutrition. So not just fueling yourself, but fueling yourself with the right things, getting enough protein, getting enough good, healthy carbohydrates, getting enough healthy fats, getting enough sleep. Oh my gosh, I'm going to do like a full episode on these type of things, but sleep, sleep is so important. Sleep is the time, the most important part of recovery. Sleep is the time when your body gets the most physiological and physical restoration. If you're training like intensely, you will probably need more sleep than the average person. I like to get at least nine hours of sleep and I'm still young. So if you're young and you're still growing, especially if you're going through a period of healing, you need a lot of sleep. So staying on top of sleep is so important. So basically just looking after your body is important to avoid injury. In this podcast, I just wanted to get into how to see injury and to understand it's temporary and your body is healing and your body is smart. And it's, you know, it's your mindset. If you you have to choose to look at it as, you know, this is happening to me because I'm I'm going to go and do great things and this is going to make me so much stronger mentally. So I'm going to wrap up this first injury episode. I'll definitely do some more injury episodes because I feel like I've left out so much. And I also haven't really talked about my, you know, dealing with little injuries since my major injury. But something I've also dealt with is learning to understand the type of pain I get. So I still get pain every now and then in my foot after my fracture. And I did post on my story months ago saying something like any athletes out there with a major injury that still get pain after like asking for a friend and that many elite athletes replied saying I had this injury eight years ago and I still wake up with pain sometimes so I was just understanding that some days you probably should swap up a hard impact session with cross training some weeks you might have to back off but you have to just manage it and listen to your body so for me I can run most of the time and I'm not in pain But every couple of months I will get pain and it might be because I've increased the load and my body's adapting and my foot's still not used to that. And in those weeks, I might have to back off my training that's on my foot. So back off the running and just do less running sessions and do a couple more cross training instead. And then also making sure I check in with my physio, get some treatment and then slowly introduce the extra volume or whatever it may be. So I'm going to end this podcast with a quote like I have with my other ones. And I have a few on my little Pinterest board that I really like. They're not too cringy. Um, And I can't choose which one. I was going to say, should I do two? But then I was like, nah, I'll do one because I definitely should be doing more injury episodes. Oh, there's two that I'm like tossing up between. Okay, I'm going to go with this one. Your hardest times often lead to the greatest moments of your life. Keep the faith. It will all be worth it in the end. So, and as my tattoo says, guys, hang in there. If you're going through an injury, it's temporary. Your body is so strong. It's so smart. It will get better. Just choose to see that it's teaching you to be appreciative of your health and more resilient mentally. So thank you guys so much for listening to this podcast on dealing with injury. I hope it was helpful in some way. I definitely feel like there's so much more to go into on this topic. So stay tuned for more injury podcast episodes. And thanks so much for listening. I hope to see you in the next podcast. If you could leave a review on whatever podcast platform you're listening to this on, or even just share the podcast because it is very fresh. So it's great to get more people aware of it and listening to it. I really appreciate your time. And I'm so grateful for those who have messaged me and are enjoying the podcast. It means so much I really enjoyed doing it but thank you so much as always and I hope you join me in the next episode bye